The COVID-19 pandemic has changed life for all of us. But even before this, we were already fighting an epidemic, the battle against chronic disease. And those with chronic diseases are at highest risk of contracting severe coronavirus infections. So how do we protect ourselves during these uncertain times? But more importantly, how do we view health? Welcome to the Glass Half Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jonar, a board certified physician in internal medicine and lifestyle medicine. In this podcast, I want to address the current crisis of chronic disease and to challenge conventional attitudes towards health. We'll be exploring these issues with thought-provoking guests to help redefine what health should mean for all of us. I hope to inspire you to take action towards a happier, thriving life because good health comes to those who expect it. What is up, everyone? I am your host, Dr. Jonar, and this is my podcast, The Glass Half Healthy. To our loyal fans, welcome back, and to our first-time listeners, welcome to the pod. We are officially a month into 2021. I hope it started out great and will continue to be great for you all. And I hope you're sticking to your New Year's health goals. To help you stay motivated to that end, we have on the pod Dr. Heather Hammerstead, MD, MPH, who is a board-certified ER doctor, as well as a lifestyle medicine certified physician, and CEO of Holist, a health coaching company. But before we get to that, a word from our sponsor. This episode of The Glass Half Healthy is brought to you by Celery. Celery is a great source of potassium, calcium, vitamins A, B, and C. In terms of health benefits, don't discount celery because it's no laughing stock. Get it? Celery. Get it wherever fresh produce is sold. Okay, back to the pod. This is our 22nd episode in the second month of this new year, and Dr. Heather Hammerstead is here for this fun episode entitled, Examine Yourself to Curate Your Health. She took time out of her very busy schedule as an ER doctor, where she is fighting on the front lines against COVID to talk to us about what she has seen in the middle of this pandemic, the connection between chronic disease and severe coronavirus illnesses. And she has a special passion about helping those achieve the health they want and deserve. So she's here also to discuss her health coaching company, Holist. Dr. Hammerstead has an interesting background in integrative nutrition, medical acupuncture, lifestyle medicine, and she blends them into taking a holistic approach through her health coaching service to empower lifestyle transformation. And in light of the new year, she discusses the common challenges for people achieving their health goals and offering very helpful pointers, like your relationship with your food, your mindset, spotting hunger cues, and identifying the deeper motivations at play, all important to keep in mind, especially for those with busy schedules, all of it to create healthy living. So let's jump into it and enter the pod with Dr. Heather Hammerstead. All right, Heather Hammerstead. So glad to have you here. I know you're super busy with all you have going on. So 
First and foremost, thank you for fighting on the front lines during this pandemic. I speak on behalf of all of our listeners that, you know, we appreciate your continued service. So thanks for being here. Thank you. So, you know, we first met about a year ago online when I joined your Facebook group, actually. So, and this is when I first started my journey down lifestyle medicine. And after learning, you know, more about you on the Facebook group, but, you know, also on your website, I was really intrigued by your background. So you're an emergency medicine physician. So typically, you know, we talked about this a little bit before offline, but, you know, in conventional medicine, most doctors kind of stay in their lane and they work within their scope of practice. But clearly that's not the case for you. You know, why I, I have a lot of admiration and respect for you is because you help others, not just in the emergency room, but through your health company, Holist. And so I want to know from you specifically, how did you go from emergency medicine to getting into the wellness space with Holist? How did you, how did that all come together? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I, I think I do have an interesting story in that I have like always wanted to be a doctor. Like I think when, I mean, no one in my family was a doctor. And I remember being in my single digits and looking at a piece of grass and thinking, like, I think I'm going to be a doctor. And I think it was solidified when my, like, when I was 14 and my boyfriend told me girls can't be doctors. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> now I'm going to have to be a doctor. <laughs> but I've always, uh, like, I've wanted to be in, like, the, you know, health space for that long. And, and I don't know why that was. I, but I've always wanted to just do it in different in a different way and like put my hand up for different things. And so I went into medicine expecting to, you know, as we've talked about before, like to be a family medicine doctor and have like a nutrition store attached to my practice. And I fell in love with emergency medicine and the ability to make an impact on someone when it's really needed. And whether it's a perceived emergency or an actual emergency, it doesn't matter to me. It's like the, really the ability to like get someone in that moment of need and to make an impact that I love so much. But along the way, I've realized that there are parts of what I lost of going into emergency medicine that I needed to find in another way. And I was getting really tired of seeing, you know, people at two or three in the morning, I'm a nocturnist, um, you know, who were coming in with chest pain or coming in with a stroke or coming in with diabetes complications that I knew that I could have prevented in some way if I had had the opportunity. And so, you know, over the years, I spent time studying Ayurveda. I got my health coaching certificate when I was still in medical school. I did medical acupuncture. I've just done a lot of things. When I discovered lifestyle medicine a handful of years ago, I was like, this is the connection. Like this is what <laughs> right. I was supposed to be doing all of this time. And so, you know, board certifying in that and figuring out a way to really help people how to have like healthy bodies and minds through food is really like what is inspiring, you know, my next part of my career. That's, that's amazing. You know, I, I think that is, it's just so important because Part of it, I think, for you is you learn all these different things, but when you did stumble upon lifestyle medicine, it kind of all tied everything together. I think like that's kind of how I felt too when I stumbled upon it because you know initially when I went through through med school, even before going into med school, you know part of part of it for me was you know I went to med school because and I want to be a doctor because of my dad. He ended up having colon cancer and passed away, and so. But I think through that journey, it made me realize, you know, the underlying cause of what ended up happening to him was his lifestyle choices. 
And so I think what's great about lifestyle medicine and, you know, with what you're doing is that you're, you're taking a holistic approach to, to health. I think that's very important to do, especially in our society when, you know, there's one or two things focused on, whether that be diet or exercise, but health means so much more than just those two things. You know? Yeah, I think I think there's so much like restriction attached to food and exercise that people struggle with and right. they naturally rebel against. Um, mm -hmm. People who are all or nothing kind of cognitive dissonance thinkers or people <laughs> right. who are just you know natural rebels, right? Like you don't want to do what, what someone's telling you to do. And so for me, I think it's really important to do the, the education so that people understand how their bodies and brains are working with the decisions they're making. And then also working really on that, like, how is it that you're making decisions and how does your brain work around making decisions around health behavior change? Because I think if you don't have those two pieces that mm -hmm. you're likely to fail and be in like diet mentality or in that rebellion mentality that like tomorrow or Monday, I'll make a better change, right? Right, right. Yeah, I, I really like how you put that. So, you know, going on to just like what we've been dealing with the pandemic. So I think both you and I, we, you know, we're working in the hospital fighting on the front line, but we also have this very strong interest in healthy living. And, you know, being in the midst of this pandemic, and, you know, putting chronic disease at the limelight, because it serves as a risk factor for severe coronavirus infections, like, as an emergency medicine doctor, how would you describe this interplay between coronavirus and chronic disease? Like what are what are the you know numbers of cases you typically see in the ER with people who are really sick? Yeah, it's it's hypertension, obesity, diabetes, and age. And that, that's what I see. I see. And and it's really it's like even just one of those just really brings your risk up so much. Uh -huh. um, for the people that I can say, oh, your ambulatory oxygen section is fine. You can go home to someone that I'm proning and putting on high flow oxygen and admitting to you. Right. So right. it's, it's, it is, it's something that, you know, I think you're right to be concentrating on this at this time because we've just been talking about these things for so long is just something that someone has. Like, right. they, like you right. have diabetes, you have hypertension, like you have, you are obese, right? Like, right. So, but what if we could change something about that? What if we can do the education and the evidence and the empowerment and the mindset work around like how you can actually change your life and change those things. So you don't have to be on insulin anymore. You don't have to be taking that antihypertensive anymore. Like you can like touch your body and feel happy about it. Right? Like, <laughs> There's so many things that we can do that I think we've just been the, the question and the answers and the conversation has just been framed wrong all along about like, you know, you just have this disease or you're overweight and you need to lose weight, like move more, eat less, like those things just, they don't make sense. Right. And, you know, I think you touched on a great point. You know, I feel like when we see chronic disease, especially in the older folks like our just look at our family or our, you know, relatives, we think it's the norm. So, and I know that from a systems point of view, there's all these things like the food industry, our healthcare system that contribute to, you know, worsening chronic disease. But I guess from like an individual level, in your opinion, what do you think those main issues are? Why this chronic disease issue has spun so out of control? 
So I'm, you know, I'm someone who talks about food day in and day out. And yeah. so this is going to come back to that for me. And that yeah. I do think that people are choosing and have been choosing to push down their voice and to push down their emotions with food. Mm. And I think they need to realize that like food doesn't love you back. <laughs> right. I Yeah, that's that's such a great way of putting and, it. And that like you need to deal with the emotions that you have, the stress that you have. You need to use your voice to be the person that you need to be instead of pushing it down. And I think if people take that and understand that they are authentically them and that no one else is like them and they have power in this world that we all need to see and to hear and they shouldn't be pushing it down with chocolate and cake and bread products <laughs> and like things that some old white guy with a mustache and a lab coat made to be highly palatable for you to be addicted to like that, like the, you're going to find that person. And right. I think that that is like the first step. Food is the first step to health in that way. I love um, that. Because we're dealing with not just our body, we're, we're dealing with our brains and we're rewiring our brains around how we are ourselves in the world and how we treat our bodies and how we, you know, choose our future with just food choices. That's, I, I love how you put that. And so then with this chronic disease burden, you know, many of our listeners may be struggling with their, their health issues. So we're heading at the end of the year and, you know, coming on 2021. And so for those trying to, you know, start their New Year's resolutions, among the many people, you know, you've worked with, what are some of the common challenges or obstacles that these people, you know, out there face when they're just starting out? Like, what do you think are like some of the hardest things that people need to be able to deal with when it comes to their health goals and weight loss? I think first off is working on the why. Um, so you talked about this a little bit earlier about like why you and I do the things that we do. And I think that that's an essential thing for people to work on for themselves. Like, what is the why? It's not a number on the scale. That's never going to get anyone to actually motivate to change their life in the long term. It's going to get them to restrict themselves for 30 days and then move on, right? And go back mm -hmm. to whatever else they were doing before. So it's figuring out like, what is your why? Like, what is the bigger picture of like what you want your life to be? Like, where do you want to be in 20 years? Like, who do you want to be there for? Like, what do you want to be able to move your body and do? And if you can get someone to get down, I always say it's like a three-year-old. You got to ask yourself why, 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 why <laughs> <laughs> until you get to the, until you have no more answers. Right. And like that distills like what it is that you want to do. And once you embody that, like that box of food or that bag of cookies doesn't hold that allure for you anymore because you can say like, this isn't serving me. Right. This isn't getting to my why. This mm -hmm. isn't getting me to the person that I want to be. And I think if you can get to that why, first off, people get much more adept at doing this sustainable health style change, lifestyle change more, more readily. I think um, the other thing is, is doing the mindset work around why they're making the choices that they're making. A lot of people, like I said, are choosing to buffer their emotions or buffer their stress or buffer their anger or whatever it is with food. And I think figuring out how to like health, healthily confront that, clear it, 
accept it, whatever it is that you need to do kind of gets people to a point where they can start to treat their body in, in a healthier way. I love that answer. I mean, I think that like getting down to the why is very important because, you know, that's the motivation behind our actions. It starts with the thoughts, you know, it starts yeah. with our beliefs and, you know, why and we, we do get the to control that. our thoughts. Isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, it is fun. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes people don't even realize, right? They're just doing what they're doing on autopilot. And I think yeah. getting to the why and asking yourself those questions, that's so powerful. Because once you do that, then you you can, that's the starting grounds for, for real change. You know? Yeah. So for our coaching program um, here at Holis, like we don't mm -hmm. let anyone in until they get on the phone with us for like 45 minutes and like dig in. Right. So we talk to, we talk to people all day, every day, me and my strategy coaches. And that's the first thing that we're doing is like, even if you don't join our coaching program, like we are getting to your why. That That's amazing. And so you can leave that, that call. And like, even if you're not going to, you know, join us and like we, you, you left with an ability to analyze yourself. And so that's one of the most fun things that we do is just really helping, helping men and women really figure out like where they are in the world in terms of their body and their fuel and their movement. That's super cool that you guys offer that. And, you know, I think that maybe from, you know, the global standpoint of like why you want to do it and then getting down to the nitty gritty. So like, you know, like we mentioned for these people who are trying to set out with their their health goals for the new year, what, you know, what are the keys on a, a day to day for someone who wants to lose extra weight? What, what are these things that they should keep in mind? So most of us don't understand that our weight management issue is a hormonal dysregulation problem. And so some mm, of that okay. is hormones based on how we've been eating. Some of it is based on our patterns and our past. And so it has to do with our brain and our gut and our metabolism. And it's all a very complicated system. And so for all of us, it's going to be a little bit different. But the thing that I always recommend is number one, <laughs> And I, I talk about this all the time and people argue with me, but like, I am convinced that it is the breaks between your meals that are the most important and just giving yourself space in between your meals to let your body do what it's supposed to do and figure out what its hormones are supposed to be doing and to metabolize what it's supposed to be doing and storing and not just continually feeding it. So the first thing is really just three meals, no snacking. And that can be revolutionary for some people if that's their issue, because you don't realize really how much you're feeding yourself. And so much so that I actually have a free seven day, no snacking challenge on my website at holisthealth.com. And I would recommend anyone who wants to get in there and tackle it to do it. Um, but it's really just education around hunger cues and, you know, no snacking and just eating three meals a day. So that's a good first step. The second thing is really just unprocessing your mm -hmm. food. And so mm -hmm. I referenced the old white guy in the lab coat before and he is the one who is, and I always say this because I just imagine my dad's a biochemist and he's not in food science, but I can just, like, they all look like him to me. <laughs> so, so, so like there's somebody out there who is creating highly addictive palatable foods with the perfect amount of fat and salt and sugar for you to be eating. And they come in boxes. Okay. So if you can choose to eat things that were grown or born and not put into a box for those three meals with no snacking, you are going to be head ahead ahead of the game in terms of 
creating a better health and, and maybe in losing the weight that you want to lose, if that's what your goal is. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that those are very, very important points. And I guess also too, for those like seeking out more information, especially nowadays with the internet and all that's available so out there, it's just a sea of information to, to sift through. So for people looking for, you know, sources, whether it's the ketogenic diet or the carnivore diet or plant-based nutrition, like what are we to make of all of this? What, what would you tell our listeners out there? I think you need to give back to the basics and realize you should be eating whole foods because the fiber that comes with food helps you mitigate your insulin spike. So eating whole foods, not getting into juicing, <laughs> um, <laughs> eating three meals with no snacks or two even, if that's what, what your hunger cues are telling you, really figuring out how to interpret your own hunger cues and whether it's actually hunger or not. And really figuring out like what is a moderate lifestyle that you want to live that is sustainable for you. And that's going to be a little bit different for all of us. So some people that we bring into our coaching program, they want to be plant-based and vegan and we help them get there. And some people don't want that and we can help them get sure. there too. But the, the goal is, is unprocessing your food to make sure that you're eating whole foods. You're not eating all of the time. And that you're able to like figure out what is it that I can do for the long term, because you can do anything for 30 days and lose weight. And then you're going to go back to your regular life and you're going to gain it all back. That's why 95% right. of people gain back all of their weight plus 5% within a year after a diet. So it's figuring out like, what do you want your life to be and what feels sustainable for you and what's your choice? And if you're making those choices for yourself and deciding what you want it to be long-term, that's where the success comes in. Hmm. I love that. That's great. And then kind of similarly down the path of like day-to-day. -day. So many people out there, you know, they lead busy lives kind of, you know, very much like yourself, you know, you're an ER doc and a wellness entrepreneur. So what would you tell people who, you know, have a busy schedule how do you schedule in that time to take care of yourself? So, you know, this would be for, you know, someone who's super busy and they, let's say they have a family, they have kids. How do you incorporate these, these things into that busy schedule? What's like, what, what are some of those keys of success? Would you say? Yeah, I love this topic. I am like such a planning nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's so important because you can self-sabotage yourself, right? So like what, yeah. in your opinion, I mean, cause you're doing it. Like what, what do you do? Yeah. So I work full-time in emergency medicine. Um, I'm a nocturnist. So I work five to six days on, and then I have 10 to 14 off and I run Holist full-time on, and it's a, you know, seven figure business at this point. So it's a lot of work sure. and I have two littles and I have a husband. <laughs> so oh my gosh. There's a lot. Are and I run human? a nonprofit in East Africa <laughs> doing emergency medicine work. So there's a lot going on. Um, what I can say is that I keep my sanity by planning. And so what you have to do, honestly, is you have to have a calendar that is just for you. It has nothing to do with children. It has nothing to do with work. It has nothing to do with your spouse. It has nothing to do with your side gigs. It is just like you. And when you sit down and you look at your week and you figure out like, when am I talking to Jonah on the podcast? And when am I doing this? And when am I running that? And when am I doing all this? That you can see yourself on your calendar mm. and that no one else can schedule onto that. 
Because when someone says, hey, can you do a podcast interview? You're like, oh, I'm busy at that time because I said I was going to take a bath <laughs> or I said I was going to go on a run or I said I was going to like go on a walk and like be with no one, right? Or I'm going to read a book or like whatever those things are that you need to do for your own kind of self-care and mental wellness has to be on like physically on the calendar or else someone's going to ask you to do something and you're going to say, yes, I'll do it. Right. And so that's for me has been my, my strategy for the last few years of craziness as Dr. Mom Entrepreneur has been to like create that calendar for myself that I know that no one gets that time except for me. I think that's such an important point. I mean, I think even in residency, there was like quote unquote protected time for residents like during the day to like, you know, get their notes done so that there was like no, you know, outside distractions of like doing these things. So I think like, you know, having that time set aside and it's no one else's time except yourself is really important to do over the long term too. You know, like I think for myself, my that that time for me is in the morning as soon as I wake up. Like I've got like before I usually do 45 minutes of, you know, whether it's like running outside along with meditation. I meditate actually as soon as I wake up, but meditation and then running outside, that that's my me time and I don't I'm not on my phone. I make sure that like, you know, especially on my days off, I don't get on social media or on my phone until like after 9am. Like that's my that's my goal. Because I know that if once I do, you know, I'm just going to go down that path of not allowing that time for myself. So I think scheduling in that time is the best thing you can do for yourself. And making sure that you're like respecting that time for whoever is in sharing your life with you, right? Whether that's a, right. well, it's a parent or it's a spouse or whatever is like understanding that like they get that you need that time and that you're giving them that time as well. And then you're both respecting that kind of self-awareness, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that definitely makes a lot of sense. I mean, especially since I'm married and I have a, we have a two-year-old. So, and you know, my wife, we, I, she has a specific time period too, where she does her own thing. And I just, you know, I let her because that will help to sustain her and all of us, you know? Yeah. So I guess for for some of my other listeners who are still, you know, they've been struggling with their health goals. What do you tell these people in terms of, you know, self-coaching and how do you how do you basically get people to the point where they're able to kind of operate on their own? What are some of those key things that you tell people to like keep in mind? Yeah, I think one of the biggest keys and we alluded to this a little bit earlier, but like just understanding what is a circumstance and what is a thought and what's a feeling. Mm -hmm. And so really like getting into like what in my life is something that I cannot control that is external to me, right? Is it the boss? Is it the spouse? Is it the children? Is it, you know, a parent? Is it whatever that is that I, that is external to me? I can't control that. It is what it is. It's a circumstance. What I think about that is entirely different. Mm. And if you get to mm -hmm. control the thoughts that you have about that external circumstance, you get to control your feelings and your actions and your results. And so it sounds like conjecture, right? And it's, it sounds like it's not an answer to your question, but really when it comes down to it is that if you have a circumstance, what you think about it is going to change the outcome of that circumstance. 
And so you, whether it's a family dynamic or whether it's how you're dealing with COVID or whether it's the food that you're eating or whether it's how you choose to move your body, like all of those things, you get to think something about that. You get to choose that thought. And if you have to force more positive thoughts for a while and it feels like you're faking it, like that's okay. Just keep rethinking it until your brain literally will be rewired to think about it in a different way because we make 700 new neurons every single day. So you have the opportunity to like change the way that your brain is functioning and your brain is thinking those thoughts because of your past experiences and your past past rewards and the way that you've chosen to do things in the past. It doesn't mean it needs to be that way anymore. So I think just sitting down and like, I, we call them thought downloads. And this is like out, it's not, it's not just a holist thing. This is like a kind of a life coaching kind of idea, but like sitting down and like working through a problem and like just writing out, like I was saying with that three-year-old, like asking why, 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 just like writing down all the thoughts you have about a problem, whether it's your weight or whether it's about, you know, a chronic disease that you have or a situation at work. And then going back and like looking at it and be like, what's a circumstance and what's a thought? And what you'll realize is so much of this is actually your thoughts that you get to control and you can change all of that. And so I think that that, like, that's the first thing that we do at Holist is, is really like getting in, like I said, on these, like, you know, 45 minute calls that we have with people is really like digging in and like, like, so here you are, this is the circumstance, like what now, you know, like mm -hmm. really getting into like how you want to choose your thoughts to create the body and mind that you want. Yeah, I mean, I think what you said is is beautiful because really what it comes down to is you have more power over your situation than you realize, right? 100%. Yeah. Your thoughts, it, you know, the the actions you take come from thoughts. So, you have control over those things. And, you know, I think also too on a day-to-day -day when we're going through, you know, life's ups and downs, the emotions and thoughts we have, they're not who we are, right? They don't define who Heather is or who Jonar is, you know, I, I think keeping always keeping that in mind is important too. Yeah. So, and you know, the thing is, so I know that you have this health coaching business. Maybe some of our listeners might not have the resources and, you know, finances to afford something like this or other coaching services. So what do you tell these people? Are there resources out there that they can utilize on their own to kind of, you know, self-coach themselves? Like what are some of those things that people could utilize? Yeah. So, I mean, first off, like I said, I have this Sunday, no snacking challenge, which really helps people analyze how they're planning, what their hunger cues are, figuring out how they can choose to be eating with more of like an insulin break in between. So that's a great resource. That's at holisthealth.com that people can get to. Um, I think that digging into the Brooke Castillo life coach school, um, podcast is a great like resource for people to really like learn about how their brain is thinking and how they can choose their thoughts. I think that's another really great option. And then in terms of just learning about food, you know, Michael Greger, who is one of our lifestyle oh, medicine, um, <laughs> yeah. love that guy. patriarchs. Yeah. He, um, he has uh, nutritionfacts.org, which I think has, a lot of great videos and, and information about plant-based living, um, but just like real facts around how food affects our body. So I think those are three great resources. That's great. Yeah, the uh, Brookasia one, I haven't listened to, but I heard great things about it. Yeah. The, the, the nutritionfacts.org, I mean, there's just 
so many videos. It's just huge wealth of knowledge from Dr. Greger and his researchers. So definitely check that out too. So we got to wrap this up, but I always ask all my guests this question. How would you define health in your own words? And what does that really mean for you? Oh, that's a great question. I think for me, health means being able to move and fuel my body in a way that gets me to my goals. And that changes. Mm -hmm. When I was in my 30s, it was different than it is now. I think it you know, depends on where you are at the moment and what that means. But for me, yeah, I think being able to, to make those choices, that's health right there. Having Great. the opportunity to do that. For sure. And so where can people find you online? Yeah. So our company is called Holist, W-H-O-L-I-S-T. It's a playoff of what Jonar does as a hospitalist. It's the whole person <laughs> health. So Holist. And that. so we're at Holist Health on Instagram and Facebook. I also have my own podcast called Curate Your Health, where you can get anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. And then a Curate Your Health Facebook group where we have at this point, almost 10,000 people in there just bantering about how to be, you know, better bodies, better minds. And so that's where you can find us. Yeah, that Facebook group, by the way, has grown quite, quite large over the past several months. So that's yeah. awesome. Well, check out Heather where, you know, where you can find her. She will also have links on our show notes. So thanks again, Heather, for for being with us today. This was awesome talking to you. I hope you can come back soon. I really love talking to you and you know, like-minded individuals who really try to approach health in a holistic way. So thank, thanks for coming here and we're, we're happy to have you back sometime soon. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy to be nerdy and existentialist anytime <laughs> you'd like me to be. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Okay, we'll see you soon. Take care. So what did you think? Love talking to her. What an amazing person. So thanks again to Dr. Heather Hammerstead for offering her insight into healthier living. And I hope our talk inspires you to further pursue your New Year's health goals. Please reach out to Dr. Hammerstead or myself to let us know how this one was for you on our respective social media platforms, which you can find the links to in our show notes. And I'm always interested in improving this show. So email me at drjonar at gmail.com if you have any suggestions on topics you want to hear or how we can make the show better or to just let me know how a specific episode or guest helped to inspire you. Looking forward to hearing from you. All right, I appreciate Dr. Hammerstead for being on the show and as always, appreciate you for tuning in to hear our talk. So if you like what you heard, Please subscribe, like, and review my podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And share it with your family, friends, and online because sharing is caring. Thanks again to the wonderful and smart Amelia Liu, my intern, to Jacob Ferrer for production help, and to Stock Sounds for the music. And lastly, to you. Thank you again for listening. And remember, your state of health starts with your state of mind. So till next time, enjoy the process, my friends.
This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not medical advice, so please talk to your primary physician for that. In addition, the views and opinions expressed by me are my own and not that of my former, current, or future employer. This also applies to my guests. Finally, we do our best to make every effort to relay correct information. We do not guarantee its accuracy. Thank you for listening.